What's going on? Matt Malatesta here back for the next weekly installment of the Greg Cranfield Show. St. Pius Coach, we're on the campus of St. Pius. Uh, we had a really good time out there for our countdown to kickoff. Man, good vibe out there. Got to talk to all the uh, kind of heavy hitters inside of St. Pius. Great people. Um, let's talk about the game. Y'all played Antonian. They're a power in taps, of course, you know, just kind of walk us through. Y'all came away with the L, but, you know, just talk about, you know, what y'all took away from that game. Sure. Um, leading into this week. Yeah. First, first of all, thanks so much to Vipe and everything that you guys do. I mean, that's, you, you take a, a pretty cool in, environment in which is Friday night football and then up the ante. And uh, I think everybody around uh, the Houston area knows what a great job you guys do. And we appreciate the fact of what you do for our kids. Um, Cause it doesn't get overlooked, man. It's a, it's a big deal. I promise you. And those kids are, are going to Vibe and doing all those things uh, just because of, uh, of the coverage that you give to us, but not only just us, all of high school sports around the area. And it's a big deal, man. And, and I just want you to know that people, people notice that and people appreciate what you guys do. Hey, well, we appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, back to the game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so going into it, I mean, you and I had talked uh, off camera that 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 we knew that that it was they were a tough opponent, um, and we were going to have to play pretty much error free the entire night in order to to keep them off balance. Um, they've got a solid defense and a solid offense, and you know we showed at times uh, what we were capable of of doing, uh, but then again, it's a four quarter game and you've got to do it more times than they do in four solid quarters. And uh, they, they hats off to them. I mean, they, they outplayed us, and, you know, so um, I think you saw that our kids never quit. Our kids yeah. are always going to fight. And, and that's the thing that, that we're going to, to build on is the fact of what, what are we getting? Like you said, what are we getting out of this? You know, for us, I, I told you pregame, there are no, no moral victories. Uh, but when, and you see those kids that are still in the fight uh, late in the fourth quarter, you know you're making a difference in their life uh, because they're, they're, they, it's a lesson they're going to teach their sons and their daughters. And, and that, that's, you know, very prideful for me in order to know that our coaches and our administrators and staff here at St. Pius have instilled that, that type of thing into their hearts as well as their parents, you know, and it starts with their parents. Uh, we've got an amazing parent group that's very supportive, um, that would do anything for these kids. And, uh, you know, I remind our kids on a constant basis, please go hug your parents' neck and, and tell them how much you love them because they prove every day how much they care and love about you. So That's a great point. So it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Here comes Crosstown cross rival St. Thomas. What do you see, uh, you know, watching the film? I know it's kind of early in the week, but what do you see that they do well? What will be the keys to the game? Right. So it, it all starts for them, you know, to me with their running back um, and, and offensive line play. It's probably the best that we've seen in, in the three years that we've been here. Um, and they've had some good ones in the past. But these guys, um, from an execution standpoint, are doing exactly what they need to do in protecting that their quarterback and then creating holes. And for him, you know, he doesn't need a big hole because he is one of those true division one power backs that are going to take this much space and create that much room. 
um, and he's got the capability. Plus, he's got breakaway speed, and the fact that if he gets in the second or third level, um, it's a it's a foot race. So you know, we've got our hands full. Um, it's one of those games that that we're going to have to be creative. We can't sit in the same look, doing the same thing over and over, um, and hope that 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 we can out scheme them. What we're going to try to do is put guys in position to make plays. So um, we're excited about the opportunity. You know, defensively, uh, for me, it starts with their their linebackers, and they're, they they've got some of the the best linebackers, and not only just the Houston area, but around. And, and a secondary and a defensive line to go with it. So coach, uh, coaches do a great job over there um, and, and hats off to them for, for being where they are. Um, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put our, our hat in the ring and see what happens. What I really get fascinated about with, you know, just watching high school football and college football and just what is it like at halftime? I mean, if, for me, I'm thinking in my mind, it's complete chaos. But it, it's really not like that. You're just talking with coaches. It's all about adjustments at halftime. Sure. In-game is great, but halftime is really where it kind of all happens. Just, you know, walk, walk the listeners and viewers. What is it like at halftime when you might be down or you might be way up and adjustments sure. y'all try to make on the fly? Yeah, so, I mean, you're exactly right. We go basically Saturday through Friday at game time, um, watching video, breaking, breaking tendencies down to see what we anticipate them doing. And then we put a script together offensively starting out the game to see are they aligning to each formation the way that we anticipated on them. And then we've got a couple of coaches watching the front, a couple of coaches watching the back end, just to make sure that we've got all of our notes taken so that at halftime, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to go over that. And say, you know, it happens uh, on a constant basis. In between series, we're always doing that. Uh, I've got, a, you know, our, our offensive staff would, would, would communicate, because I'll flip over to the defensive side, but our offensive staff is communicating and putting scripts together, game planning, uh, what, what we're anticipating doing the next series, and then a conversation or two at halftime. Um, and then it all starts with, with personnel for us, you know, once we get to halftime, are there any personnel changes that we need to make? If not, then, then it goes into a schematic, uh, a, a schematic process where we meet with the coaches, then they disperse and they're meeting with their individual groups and talking about the things that we talk about defensively. Um, it's very, very similar in the fact of, you know, these are the things that we think they're going to do to us. Are they blocking inside zone the way that we thought they were going to, are they, are they, running their RPO system to the side that we thought they were going to. And, and you know, the list, uh, the checklist that we have at halftime, um, we just go right down it and, and, and make any adjustments that we have to. Um, you know, we felt like at halftime uh, last week that, that we, we had played a 4D secondary to Antonian to keep everything in front of us. And we did exactly what we had planned on. The fact of, Antonian's got some good players too, and they were yeah. catching the ball in front of us and then making us miss was causing the, the problem. But when we were sitting there, we were going, okay, you can't change schematics because it's still the same situation. We've got to be able to tackle uh, those athletes in space. And that's what we did. We just told our kids, you're doing where you're, where you're supposed to be 
now go out and do a better job of putting them on the ground. Tie their shoelaces together for all we care, you know, <laughs> just find a way to get them on the ground. And I think if you go back and look at the video, that's exactly what happened. You know, game plan wise, we tried to keep everything in front of us. And I think they completed two balls over 10 yards against wow. us. But they still threw for over 250 yards because they were throwing it underneath. And then we weren't able to make the play. Um, but it is what it is. You know, it, it's a pick your poison type of deal uh, with with great teams. And, and I think Antonian proved that they're one of the elite teams in Division One. So and finally, talk about you talked about earlier parents, how you know, they can be your biggest advocates and really kind of help coach a little bit at home just with what they do at home. Sure. Um, how do you nurture that relationship between coach and parents, maintaining expectations, et cetera, sure. being a parent of kids that play sport? I know the whole game, but, you know, just talk about real quick how, how that open line of communication works for y'all. Right. And I think it starts, uh, obviously, you know, from the day that we got here in the fact that I told every parent that we were going to be very transparent with any decision that we made. It's not going to be a situation that you're coming to watch your sons play. We want you involved in knowing what's, what's going on. So I hope that they feel that there's a sense of belonging, not just for their kids, but for the parents. And that's, that's on them. If they want more, then we allow them more. You know, our practices aren't closed. So if they, we've got a couple of parents that come to practices, and I, I encourage that because, A, I want to see – I want them to see what a great job our coaches are doing of coaching the specifics and the details that have to, to go into to, to a winning championship program, as opposed to sitting at home wondering if that's happening. Yeah. I want them there in the stands. And I, you know, I encourage them to be there. And we have parents that are there. Um, so I, I think just that open door philosophy of if you want to come watch, if you want to go watch video with Coach Cranfield, then by all means, ask for a, a, a meeting and he'll sit there and watch video. You know, we, we video uh, every practice, every, every game, obviously. And, and our decisions are based on how they act in that locker room, how they act in that classroom, and how they perform on that field. And all three of those, we're very transparent with and allow those parents to know what's, what the expectation is. Well, I love talking X's and O's, but I love to talk about really you know, the role of y'all's, the coaching is just so much bigger, and especially as a head coach, it's so holistic that you're doing so many other things, so many moving parts going on. And I love to hear about anecdotal stories about how that works. Right. And people love to know the inside. Everybody loves to know, wants to know the inside scoop or the, you know, behind the scenes of what's happening. So sure. you really do a good job of it, kind of explaining that also. But yeah. And I think, Matt, the, the thing is, too, you know, I, I've been doing this for 25 years right. and I've been around coaches that go, I'm not talking about playing time with parents and mm -hmm. I'm not talking about personnel decisions with with publics and, and right. with parents. And my question is always, why, why not? Why wouldn't you? Because I'm not hiding why I'm making these decisions. It's, we're not going every Monday morning and going, who's going to play quarterback for us? Right. And who's going to play running back for us? You know, the, the decisions that we make are based on those those things that we were talking about. And if a parent or anybody wants to know, I always tell them, thank you for coming up and hearing the other side of the story. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, you're a parent. We, we as parents get 
one side of the store. Right. Uh, Brady, how'd practice go? Fine. What'd y'all do? Just drills. Well, <laughs> what did coach say? Nothing. Okay. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, I, it, it's a whole lot more than that. Yeah. And, and we want, we want our kids to be able to go home and have those conversations with their parents. Um, a lot of, of, of the drawback of having those conversations is because kids are fearful of what a parent might say to them right? for fear of disappointing their parents. I mean, and, and that's the truth. So if, if you get that conversation where you're not getting those answers, I, you know, I do it as a dad all the time. Why is right. Brady not, why is he not divulging every part? Is he, is he embarrassed? Is he, is he afraid that I'm going to be disappointed in him? And I keep telling him, son, what you do in between those lines on that football field does not judge what type of man you are. Right. How you handle those type of situations absolutely will determine what type of man you will be. And I think that's, that's the message for everyone. You miss a tackle, you, you drop a ball, you catch a touchdown, you make a big hit. That doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. But how you handle each one of those situations can help you to build and be a, a, a better man. And that's what we hope we're doing here. Well, y'all are doing a great job of it. Good luck this week against St. Thomas. This is Coach Greg Cranfield at St. Pius X, one of the best in the business and breaking down games, but also breaking down kids and coaching and how this whole big soup comes together. Yeah. Good luck this week. Thanks, brother. Uh, and we'll talk next week. And with hopefully we got a win over St. Thomas. Yes, sir. Go Panthers. <laughs>